When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia and with me is my co-host Lon. How's it going everybody? Lon, what's your overall thoughts on this two-part tell-all? Was it worth your time? Two-part tell-all? That could have been a one-part tell-all. Reach. <laughs> I already knew right away that there wasn't going to be a lot because I DVR'd it. And uh, when I played the DVR, it was only an hour long. And you figure an hour long with commercial breaks, really not much. And I would expect it to be filler. But even the stuff that they had, I just thought wasn't really a lot of like quality content so i'm thinking you know they could have edited some of the first tell-all maybe taken out some of the stuff that was less exciting and put in the stuff i think a lot of really the juicy part was amira and andrew that was really entertaining and even showing andrew having a fit and leaving was more entertaining than what they covered when they were all sitting down. <laughs> yep, yep. It wasn't a lot of, it wasn't really a lot. They, they could have stretched that out and I would have watched 20 or 30 more minutes of them trying to coax Andrew out of the van. <laughs> then like True. kind of like talking about Mike and Nat, especially there wasn't like, hello, big surprise. Nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they can deny it. We wouldn't know. We're just taking their word for it or excuse me, Mike's, I forgot her name. Mike's friend's word for it. Sarah. Yeah. Um, Sarah. But I mean, even if it was true, nothing happened. I, if I was a director, I'd say lie about it. <laughs> <laughs> for ratings, for the content. They fabricate <laughs> everything else. <laughs> so what do you think about Sean Robinson's performance? Let's start there. Do you think she turned up the messiness level or... I think a lot of the questions that are being fielded by her are probably the producer's ideas, right? Because right. she probably had a set of questions, but like during the leaked tell-all two seasons ago or something, like you can tell that she had to repeat herself multiple times because someone is talking in her ears to reframe a question or to ask a more messier question Messy. to kind of, yeah like to really probe deeper into the subject matter but how do you think she did this time around see that's the thing and maybe because it wasn't a leaked version where we got to see behind the scenes and all we saw was the actual final produced version of it i wasn't so keen into paying attention to how she was doing as the host whereas the leaked version you get to appreciate all that. You get to see her in management mode and fielding questions and then you know trying to trying to make something out of a out of a hot mess. But this time around, I wasn't really checking for that. I think she did a great job. But I 
I think also it, it could have been messier, I mm. guess. Um, okay. Or maybe they weren't prompting her or whatever, but I just think for entertainment purposes, <laughs> it, they could have done something. They could have done something to kind of get the content up. For all the shock value that the tell-all part one had, there wasn't much shock value in the tell-all two. So if, if we're to believe that maybe there's someone behind the scenes pulling strings, why didn't they think to themselves, yo, the second hour is dead, man. We got to think of something. <laughs> Tell her to, you know, say this or, yeah, I mean, but I, I still think she did a good job. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what could have been done to save the, save the tell-all too. Yeah. I thought she did ask really risque questions. I was going to start with... Um... Tariq and Hazel, Tarzel, I feel like you probably have a lot to say here because Tariq mentioned polyamory, which mm. I know we've talked about before on the podcast. The idea of being in a relationship but still loving more than one person but in right. a healthy mm. setting. Is that what he was trying to explain to the cast members? Like he was saying, like, we play by a different rule than you guys and I don't know how you feel about his explanation. Do you think he explained that well enough to everyone? I think he could have done a better job, but I also think the onus is on people to really read about it. If you don't understand something, I don't think it's anyone's responsibility but yourself to educate yourself on that topic. You can Mm -hmm. have friends or you can have maybe people who know more about it. But ultimately, um, I think people need to educate themselves on it. For example, like not just polyamory, but let's say racism. If people don't understand racism or privilege and things like that, can you explain that to me? No. How about you go read a book (laughs) (laughs) and figure it out, figure out the history, right? Mm -hmm. And the same goes with these kinds of relationships. And I get where he's coming from, but then the, the cast members didn't. And you could see it on their faces that they didn't. And you could tell by their reactions that they didn't. So, you know, no no matter how many times he's going to explain it, especially while cameras are rolling and, you know, the guests on the show are aware of how they're being portrayed on camera, that's not going to be the right time for someone to kind of explain polyamory and how that relationship is going to work. They're just going to think it's about having sex with multiple people at the same time. They're just orgies and sex. And, you know, as you can tell, some of them, I think when Yara was at or Julia was asking questions, Yara and Jovi were like, yeah, what do you think happens? You know what I mean? They're all having sex They immediately made an assumption, which was kind of rude. (laughs) Yeah. It's more complicated than having to try to explain it in the span of like 90 seconds while the cameras are rolling to people who have no idea what it is. We might have some kind of idea because the idea of it is a little more mainstream on TLC Mm -hmm. with like Sister Wives and um, the other shows that are on there about getting in so polyamory and polygamy i just want to make that differentiation polygamy is the marriage aspect of it i believe and even i'm not an authority on what these kinds of relationships are but i know polyamory is just partners and multiple loves but polygamy is usually out of religious belief people getting into marriages with multiple partners usually the man (laughs) getting two wives or multiple wives for him to try to explain a polyamorous relationship in front of cameras for people who have no idea and who are making assumptions that it's just about getting into these orgy type <laughs> sexual menage a trois, <laughs> he wasn't need that. That's an uphill battle. 
Yeah. But did you catch Minty's reaction when Tariq said they didn't have a threesome? Because Who's she rea- whose reaction? Minty. Minty's. So that whole thing was a clusterfuck. <laughs> Even yeah, I found myself going, whoa, like, wait a minute. Because there was a lot of weird, I don't know. Here's the thing. With everybody on the show, and we'll talk about Amira and Andrew later on, but I think with everybody on the show, I think there's the truth and then there's the truth that they give us. I don't think everything is a lie. Yeah. But I also think they have their boundaries, right? I have my boundaries. If I was being filmed 24-7, and the show was portraying me a certain way, I'd also have my limits about how I want to be portrayed. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if either of them are telling the truth. From all of their answers, Minty, Tariq, and Hazel, it seemed like the truth wasn't coming out. Hazel right. especially was calling bullshit on everything. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, well, I didn't know what to trust. Like, here's the thing. I wonder what took place to make Hazel not like Minty. If this, right. Assuming that this is all not a setup, right? Because the three of them seem to know each other. So mm-hmm. something must have gone down to where Hazel's like, Mm-mm, you're not our friend anymore. Or I don't know you. I don't think about you. So you're right, Lon. I think the entire truth didn't come out. Mm-hmm. And they're hiding something. And I wonder if they're doing that just to... Like I always say, extend their involvement in the 90 Day Fiancé franchise. But yeah, I did. I think. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say Minty, especially her reaction was, she did show a sign or two of surprise, like taken aback. So I figured she was probably not on the same page as the other two. I think something happened with Minty and Tariq. So the way Minty explained it and the English that she used was I'm more attracted to a man than a woman. Right. So even though Tarzel are looking for equal partnership, I guess, and Hazel even uh, mentioned this, you know, in, in a few words, Minty and Tariq had their own thing going on. And that's mm. what made Hazel jealous. Because mm. Hazel wanted, if it was going to be a one-sided menage a trois, Hazel would have wanted the attention on her. Correct. That's why and I Minty was not giving her that attention. She was getting some attention, right. but she was definitely giving more attention to Tariq. And she phrased it by saying, I'm more attracted to a man than a woman. Yeah. Now, whether they had sex or not, who knows? I think they did. Maybe not a threesome, mm-hmm. but maybe some sex went down. And it was some sex that Hazel was like, didn't agree with or right. something. Right. Yeah. Tariq still has the fucking number, dude. What is going Yeah, on? dude. And he's really holding on to it. He's making all kinds of excuses to stay in touch with her. And Minty doesn't seem to mind either. Which yeah. makes it hella trifling, I feel, because it's... Trifling. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's like, a word I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's an R&B word right there. Yeah, trifling. <laughs> but yeah, like... Tariq and Minty don't want to let each other go. And Hazel knows that. And Hazel's like, no, this is not right. This is not approved by me. Who do you think is lying? I think Tariq is definitely keeping something from us. Yeah. Because he said he never said that. Hazel 
was like, oh, I'm a liar now. Like, to my face, you're going to say, like, she was fucking serious mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a heart attack. Like, yeah. you said that you would never contact I didn't say I would never contact her again. Well, you should, <laughs> you dummy. Like, yeah. This is your wife. And you know she has a problem with this person who's, who already admitted and on TV admitted that if she wasn't in the picture, it would be all two that were there. And she has the hots for you. And she's, you know but they're saying that they're friends and all that stuff. And I think Hazel needs to figure it out. Tariq and Minty are, I don't think that they are not going to be in each other's lives. Let's put it that way. Mm. How Hazel wants to deal with that. She needs to figure that out. Yeah, I think so too. I think Minty is definitely going to be in the shadows. Mm -hmm. She's just waiting for a turn. Yeah. (laughs) Tariq's pretty adamant about it, even though he, he said he was going to fix shit. He, he hasn't. Yeah. I don't think he's going to at this rate. He's justified it on TV. He, he knows that she's friends. into him. That's why he likes the attention. He likes the extra attention. You know? Oh, yeah. Mincy strokes his ego. You're yeah. a good rapper. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> you you rhyme it. so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Shall we move on to Mike and Natalie? And Sarah, I guess, in this. Is that her name, Sarah? Yeah, Sarah. So what do you think, Lon? Because I feel like Sarah seems to be a straight shooter. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to detect her stumbling on her own words. It doesn't seem like she was lying. Natalie, however, seemed to have selective amnesia, right? Yeah. Because she was like, no, I did not call you that. No, I, I don't remember. Th-. And she was trying to say, no, I meant this instead of calling you an American whore. But Sarah was really adamant <sighs> that she was being called that. So if you ask me to choose, I would say I would believe Sarah. But I don't know. What do you think? I totally believe Sarah. I mean, it's still kind of odd, like what happened, but she also said there were other people in the house, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if there's other people in the house and they can vouch for that and she's like, y'all, I'm getting in the shower. That makes complete sense. Like I've shared rooms before, you know, where you got to time those things, you know, and (laughs) are you guys going to use the the restroom right now? Cause I'm going to, I'm going to jump in the shower, do y'all business, whatever you got to do. I'm going to take a shower. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. And announcing to a room full of people, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a shower, <laughs> makes complete sense to me. It would have been juicier, which is why I was saying, hey, fabricate some shit. Like, tell, <laughs> tell us something. Y'all are already getting paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying that Sarah's story checks out? For me, it does. Okay. For me, it does. Yeah. But saying that, I still think Natalie has, has the right to still be pissed and has the right to still be a little distrustful of big mike yeah yeah that's a hard image to let go of we weren't there the words sound good there's they're good to hear um they're reassuring but the image of you opening a door seeing your the the person you're in a relationship with like topless i guess he wasn't wearing a shirt topless i would have you'd had to have been there is I get it because Natalie is thinking, you guys think I'm fucking crazy. But if you, <laughs> if, if I were having this conversation with Natalie over a beer and she said, if you were fucking there and you saw what I saw, I would believe her 100%. Like, I understand you saw what you saw. And I'm not saying you didn't see what you didn't see. 
Like, but her story checks out. But with that said, I think you definitely have a reason to suspect and to be suspicious. And if I fucking saw it, it's it's like what were the Silva twins or something? I forget exactly what they went through when when they had their show, but like if you hadn't seen it, you wouldn't have believed it. I forgot what we were talking about, but something like this happened and we're like, I guess you just you just had to have been there. Mm. Um oh the guy. Who's the guy? Tom? Jesse? No, no, not Jesse. The one who's who the woman was all over him and they were in the hotel room. Oh, right, right. It was um it was Stacy's yeah. uh Stacy's boyfriend. That whole yeah, mess. Beyonce. Yeah. That whole mess. Yeah, yeah, that whole mess. He can say nothing happened. Yeah. If we hadn't seen the video, seen it, right? Like you can say it didn't happen and you can have friends. There were friends in that room too. Okay. And and it, it sounds reassuring. I get it. But then if you saw it, you know what I mean? It's different seeing that shit. So like that's kind of where I'm headed at. Like seeing it is something completely different. Right. Like you, you really do have to explain away a lot. So, you know, giving credit to Nat, it, whatever she saw, I'm not taking that away from her. Whatever she fucking saw, she saw. And that's the conclusion she came to. It was just a bad look on her part because it made her seem like a very jealous person. She's the villain this season, I think. Well, no, not the huge villain. I think, let me take that back. She turned into a villain on the tell It wasn't a good look. But mm-hmm. I do think, um, you know, in terms of the season, let me take that back. Totally. That's I take that Big back. Mike, That right? was wrong. Right, right, right. Yeah. Big Mike was the villain. Right. But it just, like you said, wasn't, wasn't a good look. Yeah. It looked like she escalated without, you know, without any rhyme or reasons. So, like, I really want to be on her team. But this particular confession from Sarah, it made her look bad. I have to say, Mike was staying neutral, which in some ways, it's a safe thing to do because Mm -hmm. you have your wife that you don't want to piss off, but (laughs) is already pissed off at you. And then you have your supposed best friend that you've known your whole life. You wouldn't want to piss her off either. That's your best friend. I I guess he (laughs) took the right approach there by staying neutral, right? He was like pretending to not hear the entire conversation or something i was hoping that it would be a mari moment you know oh, that yeah? mari like, moment when they go you are not the f-. and the guy fucking yeah and he's like jumping around yeah, and he's, yeah, like, he's yeah, celebrating in your face yeah yeah i <laughs> thought I mike totally have expected mike to be like or at least to at least go yeah do you believe me like i told you so and he yeah. and, and he didn't make a big deal out of it i was like dude <laughs> Like he could have just gone like, like booyah, like yeah, booyah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. He was contained. And- he was contained. He was very. Uh, he really held back his reaction there. I feel. Yeah, but for her to have brought it up the night before their wedding day, and. For all we know, she could have given him shit about that many more times. Exactly. And <laughs> and, and he's just had enough. Like, yeah, that was uh, I fucking told you. Yeah. And that's why he supposedly took that walk, right? By the right. river, just to think things through, just to make sure that he's not committing into a long-term marriage with someone who's constantly going to ask him about that night that with Sarah. Night. Right. So that night. I-, I can see both ways. 
it's it's hard it's hard guys like i don't need to choose teams here but if i have to pick one i don't know <laughs> you mean pick between mike or nat or pick yeah between natalie Be- and sarah between uh natalie and mike hmm. yeah they're both the villains to me <laughs> they're both wrong they're both wrong yeah <laughs> okay i see that yeah all right are we ready to wrap this up with Amira and Andrew, there's a lot to cover here, a lot to unpack. I don't know, Lon, do you want to start first or do you want to hear what I have to say? Mm. All right, all right. So, okay. On the fence, I will say, I believe she's scared. I believe she definitely is a victim of all kinds of abuse, emotional abuse, um, you know, obviously getting threatened, getting yelled at, which is, I believe, also a form of violence. I believe her when she says she's scared. But um, going back to my point earlier about how we're not getting the whole truth, I also think that there are details she leaves out to fit her narrative. Narrative. Right. Absolutely. And um, taking into account, you know, the things you've discovered on social media, just some of the receipts that people do point out, which I'm not blind to. There are accounts dedicated to hating on Amira. And just for shits and giggles, I check them out. And some of the accounts hold weight. They got receipts, too. Or just like Amira says, I have text messages. They show text messages also. And they can be read either way because tone doesn't really come across. Right. And the, the chronology of certain text messages, you don't know when they were received. They just show Amira saying things like, I love you and I'll do anything for you and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, but anybody who says that will say that when they're in love. That doesn't, that doesn't prove anything. That doesn't prove that Andrew threatened her or didn't threaten her or whatever have you. Yep. But we have exposed that there may be, or the tea, spilling some tea here, that this Ooh. that she could be clout chasing. <laughs> so, and last night, I didn't doubt her fear and I didn't doubt the abuse, but I did doubt, you know, whether some of this was for clout and some of this was um, villain painting. And especially suspicious was she's found the love of her life again. Girl, take a fucking break. <laughs> you didn't get it right by a long shot. <laughs> right? right. By a long shot. Yeah. Chill out. <laughs> I was the you love know of I, your life, Mr. Right? I don't know. <laughs> you brought up such a great point there, Lon. If you are truly in a toxic relationship, as what Amira claims to be in with Andrew. I'm not the authority of, well, I've been in my own toxic relationship. So I can definitely say actually that the best thing to do in hindsight here, just thinking back about my younger days is not to jump into another relationship. Mm -hmm. You need to heal. You need to just do a lot of self-reflection, get rid of the trauma. Now I'm again, if she's someone who recovers quick, great for her. But I must say, it's a bad look when she told everyone that she found Mr. Wright, especially when Mr. Wright happens to be an American. And I can't help but wonder if that is her telling the producers, hey, don't forget about me. I would like to be in one of your spinoffs. So again, goes back to what you said, Lon, this cloud chasing (laughs) thing. I'm getting those vibes Mm -hmm. really hard. I mean, really heavily with her. 
on this right. tell-all because, again, I'm with Lan here. I'm not doubting her trauma. I'm not doubting that she's sacrificed and she's probably traumatized by Andrew. And he's truly a gaslighter. He comes across as a narcissist. And you can tell by the way he stormed off just because he couldn't get things his way. Right. Um, he can't even have the decency of like, hey, let me tell my my own story in another room. There are right. so many cameramen. I mean, why can't they film him in another room telling his story? Or maybe can they film his segment separately, right? Yeah. He needed to be there. Right. Like, yeah, he needed to be there. And that's a, totally a control thing. Exactly. Abusive, manipulative type of behavior. So, and shout out to Rebecca for being on a mirror side because I think everyone else was kind of doubting her and yeah. Rebecca was like you know this is what I heard like this is the first time Andrew's getting a chance to talk to her and I thought something was wrong there so yeah. he uh, said to something her. like the only reason I came was to, to talk to Amira to talk to Amira yeah, yeah so she sensed and she pointed it out and she called out that behavior and that was like yep she caught on to that and I think she's been in her own share possibly right toxic relationship gotta know right yeah yeah yeah. where things like that most people will kind of brush off but no she she picked it up real she picked up on it yeah i just want to conclude that this is a couple that may have been frauding us because Mm. it's funny how they don't want to talk to each other and andrew was so quick to give up and to go home almost as if like there's no need to hear his side of the story. Mm-hmm. And for someone who's really adamant that he's innocent in all this and he just gave up, it almost tells me that maybe there was a plan to fraud all of us by making us think that they're an actual couple. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Lon, Amira's story doesn't even check out. Like her claiming that she didn't receive any messages from Andrew. Yeah, I swear, I remember Andrew was messaging her. Oh, yeah. Unless that was an act. Are you telling me that was all acting when he was on the phone and the whole fiasco in Mexico? Yeah. And that was one of the things they pointed out was to wait. You said he there were no messages. There were almost no message. Wait. Okay. wait. So there were some messages. How many messages are we talking here? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She was tripping on shit like that. So and that doesn't damage the credibility of the abuse. It damages the credibility of her account. Right. Of the things that actually transpired. Right. Right. So well, yeah. That... Lon, let me ask you this. Remember when Andrew first discovered that she got detained and he said that he got the news from her father. So clearly she has access to a phone and called mm. her dad. Right. Am I imagining okay this you're right okay yeah you're putting yeah. you're putting together the puzzle pieces here yeah yeah but they took her phone away from her apparently yeah so, so it does she, this mean she gets a phone call from the supposed prison cell right. is that what it is and then she called her dad and her dad told andrew because again like i'm not saying that she didn't get detained i she might have gotten detained but again there were rumors out there where she didn't even fly to Mexico City. But what is not covered here is the fact that, for argument's sake, let's say she did get detained. She didn't even admit that it was because she told immigration that she was going to be there 
for two weeks to quarantine before entering the U.S. And we talked about this before in our previous podcast. Mm-hmm. That, and I think even their lawyer covered this as well. If you don't have a return ticket, yeah, that is sounding the alarm for immigration. They're yeah. immediately thinking, oh, you're trying to get into the U.S. illegally. Like you're trying to stay. I think that's what happened. And that's why she got detained. I don't know who bought the plane ticket back, but the way Amira said is that they opened the prison cell. You gotta catch a next, plane. Next thing she knew, she had to catch a plane. I was like, what? They bought a ticket back for her? Yeah. I feel lucky that I've not been detained before and I hope I never will, but I've been turned away at the airport. So again, experience probably different, but there are a lot of things that don't add up. I don't know, Lon, maybe you can fill in the gaps a little bit for me, but. Well, I, I can't. And that's where watching it last night and hearing the other guests talk about it really kind of raised the red flags, right? Like mm-hmm. wherever you get detained, <laughs> they got to give you that reason. They just don't like even Mexico. Right. And that kind of angered me. Mexico gets a bad rap already. Yeah. So like to say that that their officials at the airport would just treat you like crap and we're throwing you into the slammer and we're not giving you a reason. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> I don't know that's yeah, I don't think that's how it works. I could understand if maybe it was police or cops who are trying to get paid under the table. You know what we see in movies, the kind of like fucked up exoticism that we see in the movies where it's corrupt officials and like they just take your belongings and throw you in a cell because you were disorderly or something. It's gotta be different in an airport, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Where it's just security and and it's a customs agent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like border patrol. I mean, they just yeah, border took my stuff, and you know, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> That's how it all went down. So there are a lot of, again, I, I believe the, the use transpired, but the events and her narrative, she's withholding information here for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess the other bombshell that I feel we have to mention is that. The reason why, I wouldn't say the only reason, but one of the reasons Amira freaked out and didn't want to fly to the U.S. is because Andrew sort of insisted that she gets pregnant as soon as she, I guess, as soon as she settles in the U.S. I feel like that's believable because someone hot like Amira, like, come on, that's way out of his league. And I wonder if this is just one of those tactics for him to trap her so that she really can get out of the situation, you know, oh, to yeah. have a kid with him so that if anything were to happen, that's an insurance policy. Right. And the fact that also Andrew didn't want to talk about that with his family. Of all the things to hide, that was what he hid when he said, when she just decided to go to France. Why couldn't you say the conversation of children came up and mm. we just we disagreed about that? Right. Like he hid that, you know, and you would think for a normal person, that's not like, I would tell my family that I would say, you know what, we had a disagreement about children and we're not on the same page. You know what I mean? But like, he felt the need to hide that because he didn't want to talk about that. You know, I do think it was a little bit more sinister and maybe he flew off the handle about that or something, right? Where I believe her side of the story in that case. 
mm-hmm. like she's pressuring me to have kids, you know? <laughs> yeah. Of course, he's not going to tell his family that if he's embarrassed about it. I was pressuring her. Couldn't just fess that up. He couldn't give that much information about what transpired. He just had to beat around the bush and say she went to France. Mm-mm. Yeah. And the last thing that I wanted to say is that it's kind of fucked up that she returned the ring. Actually, I wish she didn't return the ring, but she did, apparently. And she even sent gifts to his family, but didn't hear back from them. So I thought, oof, that's hella rude. But yeah, what do you expect? (laughs) Here's the thing. (laughs) It's what Andrew is telling them. Right. Right. If my brother were to say this transpired and he painted out the situation to be totally fucked up, you know, and then the person he was talking about sent me gifts. I'd be like, man, fuck off. So what did Andrew tell his family? That's the thing. I don't blame his family for that. Again, that's on Andrew. What exactly did he tell them? Right. If for all they know is that he said, well, if you want to spend the rest of your life with me, come to America. If you want to go back to France, go to France. And she went to France. If that's all I knew, and then, you know what I mean? And I was a family member, I'd be like, man, screw these gifts. I kind of be that way too. So I don't, I don't blame her family for that. What did Andrew tell them? I do think that's fucked up. Yeah, totally fucked up. But how did he paint her out to be? Right. I think he definitely conveniently left a lot of details out when he spoke to his sister and his mom. And I think we talked about this too. Like the fact that he got over, like he wasn't that upset about it. What did you think about the dating site? Again, this is why I think both of them are (laughs) frauding us. This is why I, they're, they're scheming. It's it's an easy money, you know? Unpopular opinion here. Okay. Unpopular opinion here. I don't know what truly transpired. I don't, but I'd be on a fucking dating site too. Look, uh, here's the thing, right? You're not going to be my wife, right? Or girlfriend, whatever this relationship is, is over. And I can be on the market. (laughs) Again, who's to say, who's to say when someone's ready to get into another relationship? Don't get me wrong. I think it is suspicious. But then at the same time, it's one of those things where like, oh, well, you're, you're in the dating site again. Yeah, bitch, you said you weren't going to marry me. Yeah. I mean, we <laughs> what I mean, do you mean? Up. <laughs> yeah. So I got to go find myself a wife. You know, it's an asshole move. I get it. And I, yeah. I, I get that it's frowned upon. But at the same time, there's not many things I agree with about Andrew. But, you know, I do take issue when people say things like, oh, well, he shouldn't be. Why shouldn't he? He realized that this isn't the person who he's supposed to be with. They're no longer in a relationship. She sent back the ring. If he's on a mission to get married, let him go on a dating site and find somebody else. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. To me, at least, again, unpopular opinion. I get it. I get that it's frowned upon that people are like, oh, well, you must not have meant anything to him. Yeah. And when they start saying things like that. But look, like, let's think about it here. He just... For Andrew, like, well, you're not my wife. You're not going to be. And we finalize things. Like, it's cool, right? When rappers say it, on to the next one. All yeah. right. Well, he's on to the fucking next. <laughs> you know, I, I, really 
think much of that. I was just like, so what? That he's on the day. And he's like, and everyone was like, oh, well, I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I don't want to digress or go down a rabbit hole here, but I read somewhere that in a heterosexual relationship, and again, I can only speak for a heterosexual relationship. When a woman breaks up with a man, or when, you know, when a woman and a man breaks up, the women would take longer to get over it. Mm. Whereas the man's way of getting over it is to put a bandaid on it immediately. Mm. But in the long run, they will suffer because it's putting a bandaid. They're not really healing from it. Whereas a woman tend to take their time healing from a breakup. Whereas mm. men would show signs of moving on really quickly, but deep down, they're really hurting. So it's like basically the women plays the long game, whereas the men kind of like, do that sprints but then you know it doesn't really get him anywhere anyway right. that's a stupid antidote it's <laughs> <laughs> not stupid it's it's something i've read stupid. you know a while back when i was obviously trying to get over my own relationships but yeah i don't know what to say about this couple but i hope that's the last time we see andrew because i'm really not interested <laughs> i'm over andrew i'm over yeah andrew. But I have a um, feeling that he's going to be in like 90 Day Fiancé, The Single Life. Just like how Colty is on it. Just like how Big Ed is on it. If it's not him, it might be Amira. Who knows, right? But, oh man, I'm done. I'm done with... I'm really done. I just feel that it's a fraud. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Did you see that Andrew's daycare was reported to like... I think child services, or I forget exactly what. No way. Um, shout out to Reality T Squad, but his daycare has been reported like five times. I don't know. Why? I don't understand why it's still in business. It doesn't say why, but it just says that it has been reported to like certain authorities. Like, <gasps> for what? They don't. They don't say. Oh, what. okay. But okay. the somebody posted the paperwork, or not even paper. It's like it was like a web form. Or something like that. Receipts in, in that form. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. yeah. Shady. Shady, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, Lon. In the last episode, we called out our winner and loser of the tell-all. Do you still want to do that? Do you want to tell people who the winner is for this tell-all and who's the biggest loser for this tell-all? Winner, I think, um, as, as much as I hate to say it, we got to give credit to Mike. <laughs> At least I do. And I he, told and you so. About it, yeah, talking about it more made me realize even more how much he won that episode. Like, for him to not act out when he had the right to, I think. And, you know, the fact that somebody came on there and said, no, he's telling the truth. That was a win already. But mm. then for him to not, like, take advantage of him also for me like speaks to volumes of his character <laughs> yeah. would have i like to see it yes i would have loved to see him go yeah and then have a mari moment <laughs> but i'm gonna give that to mike loser actually i'm going to give this time around to amira and i don't want this to Surprising. be rude right i just think this wasn't her best showing i think if anyone were to poke holes in her arguments or to think that this show was self-serving, this was the most convincing episode for that. Mm. For, for anyone who's like Team Amira to start having their doubts and to start 
really questioning whether all this hate for Andrew is warranted, which I think at least the hate that we give is because I'm not hating him for no reason. We're hating him for very specific reasons. However, with that said, Amira, this was not her best episode of the season. (laughs) I have to agree with you, Lon. I feel like even though we've been team Amira all these times, like the fact that she insisted on not having Andrew in the same room, whether it's virtual or real room as her, it almost feels like she wants to control the narrative of the story, Mm. which I thought was unfair but given that Andrew is a douchebag I couldn't care less about that but I I wish she had gotten her story straight yeah because there were a lot of holes and there's reasonable doubt that... reasonable doubt <laughs> yes yes reasonable Good. doubt that... reason, no, definitely yeah reasonable doubt that they could have frauded us all along mm-hmm. right because we've heard well we've read that Andrew was given the opportunity to fly to Mexico City, but he didn't take it. And I wonder why. Could it be because he and Amira agreed that this was nothing to pursue? Maybe. Or maybe he's really a douchebag, which is a huge possibility. But did Amira fly to Mexico City? Maybe. Or not. (laughs) Was Amira the one who suggested Mexico City? Apparently, the receipts are out there. She did. And she even bought the tickets. Mm-hmm. So again, and especially because she told everyone that she found Mr. Wright and he happens to be an American. And if I'm a PR agent for Amira, I'll be like, ah, this is such a bad look for my client. Yeah. You, you wouldn't want to do that. You, I, yeah. I mean, it just gives people more ammo to doubt you. Right, you know? right. I did say earlier, who's to say when the right time to move on is so with this said yeah with this said i'm not blaming her for getting into a new relationship no i'm blaming her for getting into a new a new relationship and saying this is the right person this is the love of her life you thought that about andrew exactly (laughs) come on so So now it's hard to take you seriously because (laughs) you you said andrew is the one and then now just barely a year after you broke up with him, you found mm. your Mr. Right? Like, I right. get it. It can happen. I'm not saying it cannot happen. I'm just saying that it's a bad look. And like I said, if I'm her PR person, I would be like, we have to rehearse this better. Like, you have yeah. to paraphrase all this better, you know? <laughs> For me, the, the winner here is, I have to agree with you too, Lon. I think it's Big Mike and Sarah. I'm not saying that it's mm. because they took down Natalie <laughs> collectively in a way, but I think... Like you said, Mike's reaction was very controlled. And sometimes when you have nothing to say, it's it's a good look for you. Right. And Sarah, like I mentioned just now, she's a straight shooter. Like I feel like she's not mincing her words. She's not stumbling on anything. It sounds like she has the right recount of what happened. And it's hard to poke holes in her story. Right. Just the um, whole tone of that entire segment when they were when they were interviewing her, oh, interrogating yeah. her, you could tell the shows, the tone had changed already. And she was very authoritative. And I was like, damn, girl. Okay. Yeah. And even <laughs> she was very controlled because yeah. she has to talk to this woman who called her an American whore. Like, I yeah. would be all over that. I would be like, 
messy uh, AF. First off. <laughs> yeah. Like, there'll be a lot of finger wagging, a lot of... Yeah. Yeah, there'll be a lot of other nasty exchanges, but she held herself well, just like Mike. Um, and I thought, yeah, that's a real winner right there. Good call. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, listeners. We're supposed to cover Stephanie's tell-all because she did have her own tell-all, apparently. I'm not sure, Lon, if you heard about it or if you've read about it, but she had her own tell-all in the form of an Instagram story where she confirms that all the suspicions we have about her story with Ryan kind of was true after all because she did say that she faked it. She also said she's not an alcoholic and she's not under drugs. She Are you had, kidding me? This she, is all news to me. Yeah, she even had a trainer be with her on this tell-all. I think she called it a sofa tell-all with Stephanie or something. She said this was not on anywhere on TLC or Discovery Plus or anything. No, it's on her page. It's on her IG story. Wow. It's one hour long. It's almost what? an hour long. Yeah, this is news to me. This is crazy. Yep. Fill me in on that. I've missed out on this completely. Yeah. So it's Sofa Talk with Steph. And she sat down with her personal trainer, Frank. And she got Frank to kind of support her claim that she's not a drunk. She's not an alcoholic. Frank even said, well, if you are, then by now you would have gotten a speeding ticket or a DUI or something. And I'm like, (laughs) "Uh, maybe she just didn't get caught. I don't know. Yeah. Like she lives out there in the boonies. Who knows? Like maybe she's crashing into trees. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, she did say that TLC didn't portray her well, which is why she didn't want to be part of the tell all. She also kind of confirmed the fact that we discussed this before, but she and Ryan broke up even before they started filming the show, but production insisted on filming her anyway. Right. And she did it in order to promote her business, uh, which is her medical spa. And she said the reason why she looked kind of loopy is because she was she was beaten by a lot of bugs. So she wasn't feeling well. And... Let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. Sorry to okay. cut you off. No, no, no. Go for it. Go I for just it. wanted to ask you this while it's rolling. Do you think this is damage control? Do you think maybe... She, she noticed how she was portrayed and she's like, we got to do something or else this is not great PR right now. Exactly. So- I think this was definitely damage control. And Lon, back at you. Is there any other cast member in the 90 Day Fiance franchise that have done their own tell-all? Because I feel like that's probably one more person that has done it. I could be wrong. Listeners, if you know, please let us know. But it seems like definitely a damage control thing with her mm-hmm. because while this is a claim, by the way, she said the show did triple her business. I wonder if she also lost customers because of her portrayal on 90 day fiance and how she, right. she seemed to be portrayed as a sex tourist. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been using that term many times throughout this entire podcast series, of, right. you know, where we cover this particular 90 day fiance. So, I wonder if, like, you're right, Lon, you're onto something. I think this is definitely damage control. The fact that she rather tell her story on her own terms with her own guests at a different platform, it's sort of her fuck you to sharp entertainment, to yeah. TLC. So right. I, 
I kind of feel for her because maybe it did seem like she was portrayed as a certain way. Mm-hmm. And she was being forced to film, even though she did admit that she and Ryan are no longer together. They broke up, so this might be her way of saying, "Hey, fuck you back." Yeah, <laughs> they chewed her up and spit her out. Right. They were like, "I'm not gonna let you control that. I'm gonna." So she took matters on into her own hands. Right. So prop, props to props her. Props to her. Yep. Yep. Props to her. Damage control or not? Props to her for at least making that effort to say, "I'm not gonna let you guys control." the narrative of my life and this is how it went down and whether or not people choose to believe that that's up to them. But um, at least she put that out. She put her truth out there. Right. So I'm all for that. Yeah. And now I'm curious what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably have to watch that. Yep. You said that was on where on her socials on her social media account. Yeah. On huh. her Instagram. Wow. She did a live or? She did. It was an IG live that I think she stored it in one of her highlights. One of her stories. Interesting. Yeah. It's probably still available. You can go check it out. I do have to say it's about 52 minutes without commercials. You watched it all? No, I actually watched it midway and then I decided to like read up on it through Cliff all. Notes. Yeah. Cliff notes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Highlight reel. Show me the highlights. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just show me the slam dunks. I don't care right. about all the <laughs> Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90dayfiancewtf. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Lon, where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me on Facebook Live at Italics Plays. That's I-I-T-A-L-I-X-P-L-A-Y-S. I do up all nights every 9 uh, p.m. Pacific time, and I stay up all night long. So if you are into video games, good people, good vibes, and good times, do check me out. I also have an Instagram also at Italics. It's Italics, I-I-T-A-L-I-X for IG. All night long. All night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to read this one um, this one Reddit post that I really like. It pretty much sums up how I feel about the 90 Day Fiancé. And I think you do too, but do you want to hear about it? Do you yeah. Wanna... So this person's conclusion of the tell-all says, They get worse and worse because this franchise has jumped the shark. These couples used to be regular people who enjoy their 15 minutes of fame during the airing of their season. Now it attracts international clout chasers and their American spouse. Now there is so much fabricated drama, fetishizing and sex tourism, as well as obvious WTF relationships with the end goal of people doing OnlyFans, cameos, modeling and social media influencing i don't even think the producers won't consider a couple unless one half comes from a certain region slavic preference is obvious which i guess refers to ukraine and uh, russia uh, or east uh, european significant age and socioeconomic difference and extended family willing to embarrass themselves on tv mic drop right it really has. Like I said, like when I first started watching this, 
it was interesting for those things. Like I watched it because I didn't understand what the process was about and the culture shock and all the different things that I was exposing myself to. And over the years, the ugliness of it just really, and it has started getting worse and it has turned into this kind of cash grab and people just trying to take advantage of it. Now, I don't know anymore if they had a point, like maybe TLC is looking for these types of people for entertainment value. And it's no longer genuine. That was spot on. Where did you find that? You, you were, you're on Reddit a lot. Never mind. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm on you're Reddit a Redditor. lot. You're a Redditor. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. I, I just want to read out this because it truly summarizes how I feel about the the franchise. Just like Lon, I was watching to learn about how couples navigate through the 90-day process and what kind of challenges they face, you know, especially if they come from different cultures, different backgrounds, different upbringing. But it turns into some sort of like launcet cash grabs. Uh, it becomes uh, full of clout chasers who fraud us with their fake relationships. And I cannot believe that TLC is allowing this. Because mm-hmm. it's just a waste of our time. Just like this tell-all. It's like, why do you make it a two-part special when it could easily be a two-hour special you know, on, over one weekend? But having said that, Lon and I will be back to cover Happily Ever After. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the hypocrisy. <laughs> you know, when you think about it, that's the reason our show is WTF. Because once we started podcasting, it was because the show was taking a turn. It wasn't. Right. It was like, what the <laughs> yes. fuck is going on here? True story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, we did also start because we like to talk about it. Nadia and uh, Miriam and I, we just like to talk about the show. But um, when we were coming up with the name, WTF was just like what the fuck when we were just talking about all the stuff that was happening <laughs> like yeah it's yeah. that's why <laughs> i wouldn't say it's an easy naming process but it was it was just obvious it was just there yeah yeah because most of the time we 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 will talk about the show and be like what the fuck like what yeah. were you thinking <laughs> what were they doing what's this about so yeah and that my friends is the or- origin story of our <laughs> podcast <laughs>